Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. I've got Ben Kate from Stockholm's Viagra Boys with us today. I spoke to him on the telephone all about how he's a carpenter and how that's something that's obviously saved him this year while the band haven't been able to tour. He tells me about the bigger moments for Viagra Boys over the years and how they've made their third album. They've written and recorded their third album in lockdown, the one Beyond Welfare Jazz, which is coming out on the 8th of January, featuring the John Prine cover you can hear in the background of this, starring Amy from Amel and the Sniffers. So there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to listen to here. If you like 101 part-time jobs, if you keep on coming back to these episodes, please recommend it to a friend. And if there's someone that you want to hear on the show, I'm on Twitter at 101 Part-Time Pod or Instagram at 101 Part-Time Jobs Podcast. Let me know who you want to get on here and we'll try and make it happen. East London's Signature Brew have been brewing music-inspired beers since 2011. They've made beers with Mastodon, Idols, Slaves, Sports Team, Darkness This Christmas with their beer Bell's End. If you go onto their website, signaturebrew.co.uk, you can get your beers delivered straight to your door this Christmas. With a voucher code 101podcast, you get 10% off. All right, this is 101 Part-Time Jobs with Ben Kate from Viagra Boys. If you like it, please share it. That would be massively appreciated. Viagra Boys' second album, Welfare Jazz, is coming out on the 8th of January. Hope everyone's having a good Christmas. Go well. Cheers! She thinks all the jokes are corny. Benke, thanks so much for, for being up for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> I like to speak to bands about, you know, what they do outside of playing in the band because obviously, you know, when you when you dig a band and you go see them play, you know, you've got the record, you've got the artwork, and then you see them, you know, on stage with their, with, with their stage persona or whatever you want to call it. Um, but obviously there's so much that goes in, there's so much other stuff that goes into into making that right yeah of course there's a lot and stockholm you you know the, the band in interviews has said that there's a lot of a lot of great music punk or otherwise in sweden in stockholm and and you were all in bands before viagra boys right yeah i played in some hardcore punk bands and stuff mostly stuff like that before so how did that how did you work out kind of you know giving yourself the time to do that making yourself the money to be able to tour and not have to make yeah we we never made we never made any money on the tour so now it was more uh you know uh at that time when i started like i was kind of i was around 25 when i did my first band i was started touring and stuff and uh, back then i worked as a shop assistant at a tattoo, tattoo shop then mostly I, I worked, and then when I, you know, got the holidays and stuff, when everybody else went on vacation, I went on tour. What were you doing yeah. before 25? <laughs> what I was doing before? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What did I do? I was working, studying some. I played in bands, but, I, you know, we never played any shows and stuff like that. And obviously, like, rehearsal and, you know, money for practice space and like giving yourself the time to do that. I mean, 
a lot of bands I speak to, you know, it's kind of no sort of, it's no choice in the front of their brain. They just do it because, you know, you know, you want to do it. Yeah, yeah you want to do it and you have to do it. Right. I, I get for me at least. Have you thought much about that? The, that like I, ha- I have to do it. Yeah, like where that comes from and yeah. how you. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I Yeah, I have no idea. It's just that for me, music has always been around since I was. I don't know when I, since I discovered the Twisted Sister when I was like six year old or something, five six years old. Yeah. And then I don't know. Then it, then I started to play like in bands when I was fifteen, six, now fourteen, thirteen, fourteen maybe. And, and there were local gigs that you could play at and go to. And yeah, hang out we people. never played any gigs or so, but yeah, yeah. Then were local, like the hardcore, the like the refused and all that stuff was really big in Sweden. Yeah, in the nineties. So when I, that was a lot of those kind of shows when I was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I often think about the shape of punk to come because I think it was probably around two thousand and five that I started getting into that. All right, and and by that point it was already pretty. You know, there were quite a few years. Before. Yeah, yeah, ninety seven. Wow, that was that was at the end of my like I I that when I was. I didn't listen so much to that record when it came out. I listened to Refused before that record. <laughs> and, they, and they were a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. It was big with the vegan straight edge hardcore thing. in it. Yeah. And then you had all the skate punks like Millen Colin and No Fun <laughs> At All. And, Did and, those two like two <laughs> types of people hang out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same scene for everything. So, that must have been really exciting around then. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Really fun shows crazy it must be interesting coming from a place where there are sort of two two kind of real big bands come out of that scene yeah yeah at least to me I, I was so young it was like when i was 14 15 yeah so you don't understand that much it's like oh shit and you, you read the newspaper you know there was no internet so you read the newspaper oh it's gonna be the you read it in the you know daily newspaper in some small ad or something that's funny do you, do you think like did did like fans of that genre take it well? The fact that they got so popular. Uh, you mean like uh, Milling Refused or Milling Colonor? Both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, Refused broke. They quit before they got big. I guess. So when you got to like eighteen, to the point where, or sixteen, like leaving school, what kind of what kind of options did you and your mates have? To me, I didn't even think about future. So I don't know. I just I got some job at some construction stuff, and you know, and yeah, it was. I I didn't. Uh, I wasn't that good in school either, or I was never there actually. <laughs> I always found like when I left school, it was so hard to find jobs around London. Yeah, you might get some, but it was kind of, you know, uh, not reliable. I suppose. No, no. I guess it could be reliable, but I don't know. If you're twenty, it's it's not the most funnest thing to work at a we just want to drink every day yeah exactly i only just learned to stop doing that yeah me too (laughs) but it makes it makes you think like how you know obviously you can't go back there's no point looking back on those and thinking you should be more productive but you do wonder how you get through those years to me it was like uh i had some kind of different jobs and stuff and i tried to study at the university but then i Became friends with some tattooers, and then I started to work at a tattoo shop as a tattoo assistant, and that was like a more um, uh, that was another another world. 
not not the normal world where I fit fit it in or where I fit in. Yeah. When I was younger, I always used to think like working at a skate shop was kind of the only thing I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the same thing, more or less. Yeah, totally. With with, with people that are like ourselves, you know, maybe a little bit outside the society. Still now, sometimes I get confused about, you know, trying to figure my shit out and finding something that I actually, you know, like you said, has that kind of other world quality about it. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's becoming much easier when you get older to be in both worlds. I mean, the music world is kind of an outside world too. Yeah, definitely. But uh, for, for me now, I work as a carpent, carpenter. Carpenter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, carpenter. For me now, getting older, it's more okay to, to, to be, in the boat, be in the boat worlds. Like, why do you think that is? I guess you're just becoming older, accepting, accepting more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but people are different and you don't have to be, like, so angry. Society, and especially when you realize that if you can pay your rent, that's nice. That's very nice, and you can be good at more than one thing. And it's become easier if you quit drinking and doing drugs all the time as well. Do you but, still drink? No, occasionally, but very not often. Like three times this year. Wow! I mean, being a carpenter requires quite a lot of like training and skill. Yeah, yeah. When did you get into it? When did you first get into it? It was like I, I worked at a shop as a shop assistant, as I told you before, and then had a girlfriend. And I, I, I worked as a shop assistant for like I don't know six, seven, eight years or something. And the the natural natural way after that is to keep you know becoming a tattooer. Like, uh, but I didn't want to do that, so. But my girlfriend wanted to be a tattooer at that time. So I quit it there. I quit at the tattoo shop, the work, and she took over my job as a shop assistant to later become a tattooist. Uh, and then her f- father, or not her real father, but her... Stepfather. Stepfather, yeah. He had a, a, like a construction company. So I got a summer job there. That was like 12 years ago. So I started working there and yeah. Did you fit in there? No, it was okay, you know, but yeah, sometimes I felt that I didn't fit in there, but it was okay. It paid rent. And then I've been doing that from since then. Were there any points where like it struggled with, with the band stuff? How do you mean? Like, like I, when I had jobs and my band was touring, I would like, I'd be at work physically, but my brain would just be elsewhere. Yeah, 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 a lot. And it's even tougher if you go, you know, you play shows on the weekends and you go to different cities in Sweden or whatever. And you're, you know, it's a lot of drinking when you play the music and stuff like that. And you come back, and you're going to go up on Monday. And it's, mm. yeah, it's tough. It's tough to work and play at the same time. I've always thought like it's fucking hard enough as one person, right? Like you or me. And then sometimes it's hard to imagine how four or five or more people in a band yeah. can all do that without driving themselves crazy. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how people <laughs> like for me now, when you're getting older, it's getting harder and harder to do that. Or it's not worth the time anymore to do it. 
you know, if I'm gonna play music, then I just want to play music. If I gonna work, then I just mostly just want to work. Yeah, definitely. But that makes like Viagra Boys a pretty popular you know you got your own you got your own thing going on you know you're not in my in my opinion you're not really riding on um any kind of trend or fashion that's going to drop instantly i feel like you got your own thing going on and you know given that as well as the facts that you're popular yeah surely you've thought about dropping the carpentry job yeah yeah not not totally but you know it's the best thing is when we tour maybe you can tour for three four five months and then you can work two, three months as a carp- carpenter. Do you feel comfortable doing that? Yeah, yeah, I like that, doing different kind of stuff. Mm. But like for now in the corona, I have been working for a year, almost, yeah, I've been thinking more or less in a year as a carpenter. Yeah. So now it starts to suck, suck again. <laughs> Are any of your friends um, musicians or, or roadies or something like that? where you know that's their full-time job and they haven't had, had anything to do this year uh yeah i have some that are like no but not really no most of them got other jobs as well or like they had to get other jobs now yeah, yeah. what kind of jobs were they getting in in, in sweden in stockholm oh, all kinds of shit jobs you know driving food yeah yeah especially now when it's corona it's everybody wants home delivery yeah for real yeah yeah but i think most yeah and some you know the sound sound people i guess they're doing fixing stuff yeah (laughs) yeah everybody survives but there's nothing in sweden where you can get help from the the government is there as as a an artist yeah yeah of course but uh, I guess it's kind of hard to get a lot of money from it. Yeah. You know, because it's based what you earned. Yeah. So it's, yeah, if you haven't earned that much the last couple of years or the last year, you, you can't get that much. Is that for musicians specifically or is that everyone? No, it's, I think, mostly for musicians. Uh, but uh, for everyone, I I don't know how it is with like people who were doing sounds and stuff like that. I heard a, I just read that they're complaining about it that <laughs> you know they want to get support by the by the government but I don't think they have gotten it yet. Are you quite good with with doing that organizational stuff and doing the finances or you know doing the the planning stuff? Uh, I'm you, pretty, you personally. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at that. I'm okay with it. I'm doing a lot of planning in the bands, you know, with Viagra Boys when we started that. Yeah. I was always like the project, project manager. What it? Yeah. Project manager. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's, but now we got a real manager and stuff like that. But before that I did all that. Had you done that in, in bands prior to before before Viagra Boys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the hardcore punk scene, you know? The DIY, the DIY thing, putting up shows, booked tours, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so when Viagra Boys started touring more and, you know, Street Worms kicked off, yeah. was that like, was that a funny period of time to you? Having, having put on all those shows and, you know, done everything yourself, was it quite funny to see it kind of blow up? Yeah, it was very funny. 
yeah, when he's, I started a band, like I was drunk with Sebastian, our singer. And then, you know, we started a band and I guess nobody really believed in it. But and then it just, boom, boom blowed up. What mo- can you remember? Like, what was like the first moment around then that that you thought like, oh fuck? That was weird when we played there. There was this festival in London, big festival. We played in the middle of the day. Uh, do, do you know it was in some park? All points east. Yeah, yeah, all points east. That was like summer or something. Uh, yeah, when we played there. It was weird. Because it's, it was not so many people, but it was like, a, you know, the stage was crazy. And like, oh, shit. <laughs> from from the punk punk stages to this. That was the first time I thought like, holy shit, it, it can be something. <laughs> Before thinking, you know, this could be something, well, was, it, was it kind of just another band that you loved being in? Yeah, maybe a little bit more. Because... Uh, it was like the first band I felt that could be, like really, be something uh, bigger than the other bands that I played in. Hmm. Was that something that you could talk openly to Sebastian or the other members, like being like, "Yeah, like fuck it, why not? Let's let's do this shit." See yeah, what yeah, happens. yeah, the, yeah, yes, uh, very much. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about it last. I mean, for. At least last two, three years, last three years, I think we have like said that, yeah, fuck it, let's do this. Has it happened yet where you've been asked to kind of, I don't know, not maybe compromise your vision or compromise something you've wanted to do because maybe someone else doesn't like it? Someone like, for example, a a record label or I don't know, anyone else who can help you, you know, uh, sustain yourself? Yeah, no, like... uh, the we are, like the record label we are on. It's based here in Stockholm. Year one a friend of ours who had, has it, and he's uh, he's our manager as well. So, but right. we haven't compromised with that anything. I would say we just do the music we want. And, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And does it does it feel like you've kind of carved out, you know, specific fans? You're not to do with necessarily a particular scene. I mean, to me anyway. No, no. It's Viagra Boys. It's its own thing. No, I think we just do music. The music we just want to do that day. You know, it could be anything. I guess you can hear that on the new record, and uh, we recorded a, another record that's coming out sometime in the future. And we just do a third one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, Corona. <laughs> what can you do? Great. Except working and write more music. Fuck yeah. So it, it, it comes it comes quick, does it, the music? Yeah, sometimes. The this uh, the one we coming out now, the Welfare Jazz. That was uh, that was a little bit tougher to write, I guess. How how come? Uh, because we toured a lot. Yeah. You know, when you're touring you get like you get sick of music in somehow. So that was a little bit tougher. Uh, to get the inspiration to do that. But it worked out pretty well in the end. Did you feel any pressure making it? Yeah, a little bit, I guess, in the beginning. As well as like, be like, oh, what are we going to do now? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you got to like step it up. Kind yeah, of. yeah, exactly. Or like, okay, yeah. Which sounds kind of stupid to say, but 
it's it's for the it's for the art, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And you know, you can come up with ideas like, oh, we should do more dance, dance, dancing music, or la la la. But then I guess you just have to go back to the to the roots, you know, to to figure out and not try to be as uh, just to to let the music be what it is. That makes yeah. any meaning. No, I do understand yeah. though, because there's so much outside shit and you know, as you know, having done the logistics uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And people are, I don't know, expecting stuff from you. And that's a weird position to be in. Yeah, very weird. And I think you have to think when you start writing music that like what especially when you tour a lot, it's easy to like to get lost in whoever whoever what the band is and whoever you are or what uh, like that you gotta get back to what it is what it is about how can you do that like are there any specific things that help you remember what it is to me it's just think you know uh, think like um, uh, what, what, in what way are viagra viagra boys the best like to me, we we're pretty. I think we're pretty good live. Yeah, and we just play. So that's like yeah, we gotta bring for bring uh, to uh, to make our strength as a band. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, totally. So I, I was just I, I like listening. You know, it's like I completely understand it because I think bands maybe on their second or third album think, you know, let's be different, let's change. Yeah. Um, but why change? Yeah, could, for real. <laughs> or you can change, but it's it's still gotta be good. I often think that my, my some of my favorite records by a particular artist, you know, someone's specific back catalog, yeah. it might sonically sound different, but there's like a nuance, there's like an energy, a common energy. You know, it's like it's coming from this idea or this feeling. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's one of the well, Sebastian when he writes the lyrics, that's one of his best thing. That is always some kind of humor involved in the lyrics. If you're like going to hardcore shows or punk shows, you know your friends might be taking themselves quite seriously, and then you get wrapped up in that. You know, like we all do yeah. in different in different parts of life, whether it be a relationship or a job or where you live, we, we all have the ability to get quite serious about ourselves. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get too serious about yourself. <laughs> In the end, we all get to die. Fun is the best part of life. Did you have to adjust yourself or adjust the way that you were organizing yourself like with, with, with your friend and with your label? You know, were there any periods of time where you were like, oh shit, what are we doing? You know, do we have we have to get organized now? Yeah, I guess you maybe have to cut down on the on the drugs and stuff like that. If uh, that's that's a part of organizing yourself. <laughs> Young Lean is on the label, and I I saw that interview with him where he was like, "I'm just not. I don't want to get high anymore all the time." No, 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 me, uh, no. I totally understand him because it's tough to get high all the time if you're gonna like if you're gonna be playing bigger shows and stuff like that and don't fuck everything up you know it's impossible to get high 
and get fucked up. It's, it, it usually never works in the, in the end, you know, in the long run. It's tough to, I guess for Viagra boys as well, we were a lot of, lot of like it was a lot, a lot of drugs in the beginning. Like a big part of Viagra boys was like taking speed and saying fuck off. Like, like Motorhead or, you know, that was a big influence. We're going to be like Motorhead for like, we're going to be outsiders hating society and taking drugs. And, but, but then, you know, it comes to a point when you're playing bigger and bigger shows and if things start to get a little bit more serious, you, you know, you can't do it. If you're not Lemmy and want to write the same record over and over and over again, and sitting at a bar in LA and I don't know, that's a choice you have to make. It reminds me of that Joe Strummer quote where Joe Strummer's like, you know, anyone can go out there and punch someone, but it takes real guts to sort of take a good look at yourself. Yeah, exactly. Was it a similar situation in Viagra Boys where, where you were like, you know, fuck, let's, let's figure it out. Let's grow up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's up to each and every one. But for me, it was more my whole life as well as Viagra Boys. Like, you know, I'm, I turned 40 this year. So it was like, uh, if I want to have a family, I can't keep on do, living like this. So it's a choice you want to make. You want to sit in a, you want to be alone or you want to like have a family then. You spend all your money and you're talking about the same thing that you talked and nothing happens, you know. You just talk about you're going to record that songs 15 times when you're drunk and high before you're going to do it. So it's better to just do it. And now you've got a third album ready. Yeah, more or less. Soon there'll be a fourth. <laughs> Have you got a um, strategy, a plan for the, for the you know upcoming albums? No, we, the, this uh, Welfare Yes is coming out now in what is it, 8th of January. It's funny, nowadays with, with the internet, a specific release date seems to mean a little bit less. Yeah. There's a lot of online shit that everyone has to do. <laughs> what do you mean? Promoting the album, you know. Online, on Instagram and on Facebook. Do you do that yourself? No. Or maybe some of it. I don't do it. I'm 40. I'm like a boomer. What do you call them? Yeah, yeah, boomer, yeah. I'm a 40-year-old carpenter. <laughs> boomer can you get? I don't even know how to put a picture on Instagram. <laughs> That's how people find out about bands now, you know? Yeah, but Spotify and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great if you want to listen to music. Maybe not if you want to make money from music, but... Is that something that you talk about and the label talks about? Like, is that kind of, you know, pretty pretty bullshit? You don't get paid, really? No, I guess you get much more paid when they, you know, before before internet from <laughs> selling records. But no, it is what it is. Yeah, I guess it's it's great for if you want to uh, for me as well. If, when I listen to music, I can discover a lot of new music, and I don't have mm. to buy all the records. Nah, it is what it is. No one's going to be able to fight it. It's too big to fight. There's yeah. no point. I, I usually listen to that Discovery Weekly weekly list. I think it's great. Usually I've heard the most of the stuff, but occasionally there comes a song that I haven't heard before, and that's 
and and it's really good, then it's it's great. I love it when there's that one album that maybe you know a family member suggested like 15 years ago, and then it comes to your mind <laughs> when it comes up on Discovery Weekly, and you suddenly realize that you were wrong. <laughs> Are you quite good at thinking about what's next? You know, the next thing you have to do, you know, treating the band like a job, I suppose. Yeah, 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 always. That's uh, how I go forward. For me, forward is everything, you know, so you don't, you, you can s- stop and look back, but don't get stuck in the, you know, get stuck in the past or get stuck in the whatever. You got to look forward all the time. Like do next thing, you know. You gotta if you want to do like an album, the best thing to, how to start to doing it is to to make a, to book a studio. In three months, you book a studio time, and then you have to work from there. It is quite hard to work without an end goal, isn't it? Yeah, it's impossible. Then you just you know, now we do it another day, or ah, okay, ah, and, yeah, nothing's ever gonna happen. But I, I suppose the risk is always like we all know that rushing records sometimes is a, is a bad idea as well. But I mean, it can be good as well. I think er- everything has doesn't have to be the best as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like when you writing music is an uh, or do the recording music and is an experience in itself, you know, like a journey in like that you learn from doing. Yeah, we did this, and uh, it became like this, and you did that, and you did became like that, and yeah. So, where did you make this new record, the third one? Uh, uh, we, we recorded in a was in a studio out in the countryside here in Sweden. Was it with the same people that that made Welfare Jazz? Uh, no, it was just a technician, technician, studio technician. And so, so on Welfare Jazz, did you did you have a producer? Yeah, yeah, the two uh, Pelle felt and Daniel Fogerström. They pre- they were on. They produced the uh, uh, Streetworms as well. Cool. So they're friends of ours, and yeah, it was it was great. On the third one, what made you think, "Fuck it, let's just do it ourselves"? I don't know. We wanted to try it, and uh, yeah, we wanted to try out to just do it ourselves, and just we we, we rehearsed a lot before we. Re- recorded that one so it's you know it's gonna sound more a little bit more live cool uh, because uh, you know that's i think yeah that's nice if yeah i think we're pretty good at the live show thing so <laughs> so we'll try to bring that forward like well for yes maybe a little bit more produced can i think it sounds like it yeah have you heard it not the full thing just the singles, but you can tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, that's very nice as well. Pops out the speakers, you know? Yeah, 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 that's that's nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so, but I mean, that's the part of it, like when recording and doing albums is like a journey to do them in different ways and learn from, the, from that uh, journey or the experience. And it becomes like an, like art. Well, Benke, thank you, thank you so much for for being up for this chat. Thank you, thank you. I'm looking forward to you coming over again <laughs> sometime next next year. Yeah, you would have built built someone a house by then. <laughs> yeah, three houses, three four houses. <laughs> 
So that was Ben K from Viagra Boys. Thank you so much for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. Please let people know about this show. Please spread the word. Please tell your friends who might be interested. More listens means we can get more people on the show in the future and more chats and more, more stories to archive. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Ben K and Viagra Boys for letting this happen. Here's Cox Barra. Cheers. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every bleeding minute I've been on the go. Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. This is a Mighty Moon Media podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.